I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See ya, senor. It's a dimly lit room where deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, Friday, huh? Friday. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Sam Bankman Freed. Convict. I should have had you get the jail door ready, Michael. My bad. So that's the Crypto King. The 20-something gazillionaire shot that apparently was lying to everybody and now he's going to go to prison for he could get 110 years he's the superhero of the left earn to give earn to give he was worth 27 billion dollars at one point that's stunning big finish here big finish come on I mean, there have been some... Uh, is he the greatest of all time? Uh, fraud merchant? Yeah, he might be the greatest in the history mm-hmm. of the world. Wow, that's a good question. He's certainly in the conversation. He's got, he's got to be. He was worth $27 billion. Yes. Yes, according to the fawning boot-licking boot media, he was on his way to becoming a trillionaire. And he was just earning it to give it away. That was the key to his success. Is he didn't care about money and things. He cared about making money and helping the world in some way, in which he never really got around to doing. Boy, Elizabeth Holmes thought the media was licking her boots, but 
They reserve their lickiest licks for SPF. So he he's uh, facing 110 years. He's in his early 30s. Mm. Um, so, I mean, you know, unless he gets 50 years, he'll get out of prison someday, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. I suspect the the sentence will be far less than that giant number, as as it usually is. Um, I guess the judge has got to decide, all right, to what extent are you stupid? To what extent are you evil? To what extent were you just young? I don't think he's evil. What's what's the best, uh, what does society need? That's a a good one. I mean, so what is the point of punishment on a dude like this? Um. He, uh, if you if you let him go today, I'm not worried. He's not going to do anything to me. I mean, nobody's going to trust him ever again, and he's not going to like hit me in the head and steal my wallet or anything like that. But I guess the penalty is to deter other. You know, you have to have a penalty so mm-hmm. people don't do this all the time. Well, right. You might as well roll the dice if there's no sanction. You know, if it uh-huh. works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But no, no loss either way. Right. Exactly. But, but you don't have Plus, to rehabilitate him. I doubt he would do it again. Although he might. Yeah, you can disguise your identity online well enough, and he's he's a brilliant guy. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, I I, I was not arguing that he is entirely some sort of naive. Uh, who just uh, uh, ran afoul of the complexities of the internet? No, he knowingly took money from his depositors to cover his wild bets. But he thought he could. He would like a lot of people who do this. He thought he would make back enough to 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 to, to get it all straightened out. That was his assumption, wasn't it? Yeah, many pyramid scheme guys thought that they could get back into the black given enough time and enough good bets. They they didn't get into ripping off their clients intentionally. Sounds a lot like gamblers who think, well, I just, you know, I'm in the black right now and I'm about to lose my house. But one more bet. This time I got it figured out. I know the Broncos are a, a lock for this weekend. so Right. And then I'll, I'll put my brother's mortgage money back in our, you know, business account or whatever. Or my brother Bo Biden's wife's uh, fortune. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with the Biden family, it's a little more uh, complicated. You you just write it out as a loan. We'll go into that in more detail later on in the show. Um, It's simple. They love each other. The Biden slush fund is now easily understood. What about Bankman Freed's mousy girlfriend? Weird-looking mousy girlfriend. How many years is she going to spend in jail? Because she turned on him, but she was convicted of some things, too. Yeah, I, I see her doing a little, uh, you know, a little time in some sort of oranges, the new black uh, women's medium or to minor security, some sort of security, white collar, white collar rodent prison for mousy women. No, I don't know why you would go after her appearance like that. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's, her, it's misogynist. It's, it's, it's ugly. It's her demeanor. If she was tall, blonde, and had big boobs, that would be fine. What what is it with you? If she had, I, this is ugly, folks. I apologize. She would still be mousy if she had the same demeanor. Have you watched her talk? She's 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 a weirdo. She is somewhat rodent-like, yes, <laughs> but that is no reason to call a woman mousy in public. She's so odd. Well, so did he? Some of my favorite people are odd. Again, your cruelties know no bounds. Did he find like a math whiz? To make his girlfriend that he could, like, manipulate? Is that what he did there? Because he, you know, I don't know what his, his, you know, personal needs are, but he had $27 billion. I'm sure he could have chosen a lot of different girlfriends if he just wanted companionship. Um, He found somebody that was a super math whiz that went along with all of his crazy schemes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I think a lot of this is accidental, honestly. Yeah. I think it's people with much more brain power than wisdom uh, and, and much more uh, self-regard than moral underpinning. And it just, you know, got out of control. He had quite the party going for a while, though. And he was hanging out with, the like, the biggest names in the world all around the planet. Yeah, yeah. And and one, one final factor in trying to analyze this poop show is uh, he also had enormous amounts of self-regard. He was an egomaniac. He definitely had a superiority <laughs> complex. Well, if you had put together a business... And you were in your you're in your twenties and you're worth twenty seven billion dollars. I think I'd be a little uh, happy with myself too. Uh, yeah, it absolutely is is true. But his uh, his willingness to pronounce that stupid and that a waste of time and that just well, he saw himself as a demigod. If I could have made that much money when I was in my twenties, I'd have been certain that my defecate had no odor. I'm sure. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting story but anyway to my question is she she facing some serious jail time too no i doubt it no because she because she, she flipped on him yeah yeah okay so she'll get a the, sweet deal that's the way out so if i'm ever a criminal i gotta make sure there's somebody above me i'm not the top dog in whatever criminal enterprise i am in so that i can flip on the person above me and walk that's what i gotta do okay so i it's good i know the rules of the road well, you're obviously not cut out to be criminal management material, then. No, I'm a criminal underling at best. Wow. Okay. Well, everybody should know their role in life. Yeah. How many people in the organization knew they were criminals? He did and she did. But did most of the other people or not? Do you know that? Uh, hmm, that's an interesting question. And that was worked out, I'm sure, in some of the pleas, because there were a number of folks who, who flipped and... and and testified against SBF. Uh, there was a profile, a very cynical one written in the New York Times, which is good. That's uh, appropriate. They pointed out that anybody with a real moral compass uh, drifted away earlier, said, I'm not comfortable with this. There are quite a few folks who are in the inner circle who said, wow, this is uncool and got out. And what damage did he do to the whole cryptocurrency thing single-handedly? In terms of yeah. the way it's looked at. Well, he may have done everybody a favor, honestly. Because that was the hot thing for a while. He, he, was at the, he was at the period where every financial advisor was saying, you got to be in some crypto because that's the future. And uh, then he killed that, or at least made everybody awful dang skeptical. Yeah, well, yeah, it was gambling. It, it was and remains gambling to a large extent. What an interesting story. Anyway. Um, we got a lot of interesting stories today. We should start the show officially, though. Uh, when is a cessation, a ceasefire, or a pause? We got to talk about that. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, November 3rd, the year 2023. We are taking up arms against a sea of troubles. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, Lynn, let's begin the show officially according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. And he is funding everything you can think of. Global warming. It's one of the biggest problems that we have to tackle together as a world. Neglected tropical diseases. More than a billion people suffer from them. We have to eliminate these diseases. And of course, animal welfare. Animals deserve to live just like we do. It's also why I'm vegan. Oh, the, the casting him as some sort of moral white knight on his white horse, telling the rest of us how to live, how the world must be, and getting his butt kissed by the mainstream media. Just hilarious. 
So our Secretary of State's back in Israel. It's believed he's trying to argue for a pause, not a ceasefire, because ceasefire is a kind of a loaded term that I guess people don't like. Hillary Clinton the other day saying, if you want a ceasefire, you don't understand Hamas. But even with that, 13 U.S. senators, all Democrats, signed onto a letter yesterday calling for a cessation. Different from a pause or a ceasefire, a cessation in the hostilities. But 13, that's a, that's quite a growing number from where we were a couple weeks ago. All right. That is a, that is a, a hell of an interesting political split you got going. The, the split about Ukraine and the Republican Party and the split now about uh, the Israel and the Democrat Party. 13 of their senators are uh, got, got went way wobbly. So we'll check in on that situation and uh, see what happens. And Netanyahu is going to say, shut up. As long as he's in power, I'm thinking. Yeah, thanks for the input. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll call you if I need anything. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's exquisite. It's like a Beethoven symphony. Wow. Which symphony? Uh, the fourth. Okay. Mostly the fourth. Okay. <laughs> okay. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Will the Beatles be touring in support of that new song? I don't know much about rock music. I don't see that as very likely, no. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has got their induction ceremony tonight. We'll play a few songs from that throughout the show today. A tourist trap by the lake in Cleveland, you mean? Here's a hint. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. That's my hint about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tonight. A little anatomy lesson there for you. Hey, we have mailbag coming up in a moment or two. The freedom-loving quote of the day, but no, Michael, sorry, I didn't forget. It's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Three, two, one, lift off. Old boys drive. <laughs> I use she, her pronouns. I'm not sir. That's why I'm introducing a brand new bra with a built-in nipple. You can't spell Halloween without hello. <laughs> is nard an actual term for testicle, or is that just like one you invented? Or I was telling one of my friends that I literally have a squirrel buried somewhere that I need to unbury for the bones, and they were like, "You're you're literally a dog." The camera adds 10 pounds. Uh, so how many cameras are actually on you? <laughs> oh, 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 
say. Mr. Secretary, I want a number. How many people have you led into this country? I, I should also. I'll, I'll give you the number. It's about six million. It, it is a calamity. They are turning America into a refugee camp. We have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents. You can wave your Palestine flag and say yeah, death to the Jews or America whenever you want, but we can put a sign. Okay. Israel seems to be on trial, which I don't understand. The Al-Aqsa flood is just the first time, and there will be a second, a third, a fourth. This is a time for war. The only thing that I intend to have resign is Hamas. People who are calling for a ceasefire now do not understand Hamas. Here's when we'll have a ceasefire, when Hamas ceases to be a threat to Israel. Syria, you had tens of thousands of Jews. Where are your Jews? But I think we've passed the tipping point on trying to contain it to Israel and Gaza. The ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States to a whole nother level. Joe Biden is very much alive and running for re-election. I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my anybody hurt the great flavor flav singing the national anthem at a milwaukee bucks is that right basketball game the leader of hezbollah is going to give a speech that is uh, highly anticipated first time he's spoken since this whole thing started we'll bring you the highlights of that or what he had to say whenever that happens wow okay interesting yes uh one of uh, iran's lackeys one of the ayatollah's lap dogs to speak great here's your freedom loving quote of the day thomas Paine. Bring the pain, I say. He that would make his own liberty secure must guard even his enemy from oppression. For if he violates this duty, he establishes a precedent that will reach to himself. Good one. That's a classic. It's an all-timer. It's kind of out of date. People don't believe that anymore. No. No. In fact, they uh, actively violate that principle on a daily basis. Mailbag. Woohoo! What is he going to do? Some of our more Steve Bannon-esque listeners have been making the argument via email that um, the Constitution of the country was designed for a moral and religious people, and since that's no longer the case, it's just a question of who's going to seize control. So we got to get to the season. Not sure I agree. Drop us a mail uh, note, rather, at mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Leonardo writes, Guys, I'm noticing a significant decrease in the frequency of appearance of the Hitler ding. Whose deployments are a significant reason why I've listened to your show for so many years now. Wow. It's it an odd reason to listen. <laughs> it should have dung there. Is that uh, the past tense of ding? It should have dung there. I believe that's correct, yes. Uh, what happened, Joe? Did Big Hitler get to you? Were you bribed with the promise of a compound in the woods where you'll be allowed to watch the squirrels cavort through your golden ears, courtesy of Hitler, Inc.? Yes, for many years it has been any time Hitler was mentioned, a ding went off to remind us that, yeah, once again, you, t- you know how many times you use the word Hitler? Or, or you know, when you're referencing totalitarian regimes in general, always going with you know the H bomb, right? Or, or the the N word, not that N word, Nazi. Uh, anyway, uh, although I otherwise continue to enjoy your show, I ask you to please reconsider your memory holding of Der Fuhrer's name in the future. Otherwise, the terrorists will win. 
<laughs> well, if there are modern Nazis, it is Hezbollah. And their leader is speaking, and uh, the assumption is if he was going to launch a war, he wouldn't have a big like n- announcement and give a speech. He would just announce a war. Yeah. I mean, they'd just start Bo- firing, right? Yeah. Bonus mailbag coming up as well in a few minutes. A lot of good stuff to get to today. Yep, news of the day and all kinds of different stuff. Armstrong and Getty. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm looking for signs of, is the Biden administration going wobbly on their support for Israel? And I was thinking, hoping they're not, but thinking maybe they were with the talk that uh, Secretary of State Blinken is in Israel right now and had gone to ask for a pause. And then you've got the 13 Democratic senators who signed a letter yesterday asking for a cessation People are, I think, understandably saying well, staying away from the word ceasefire because that's too much to swallow. I mean, mm-hmm. just like we wouldn't have been able to swallow the idea of a ceasefire against Al-Qaeda right after 9-11. I mean, you know, screw you on your whole ceasefire. But um, anyway, so they changed the language a little bit. Well, here's, here's uh, Anthony Blinken. He's doing a press conference. He's about to answer questions. He is talking with the president of Israel, which I don't quite understand the role that person plays politically. Um, and it's like the King of England, almost. It's mostly just ceremonial. And then he's going to talk to Benjamin Netanyahu, but he's uh, laying out some more of the horrible stuff that happened, which makes me think they're not going wobbly. Uh, others in communities that were attacked. It remains almost beyond the human capacity to process, to digest. I saw, for example... A family on a a kibbutz, a father, two young boys, maybe 10, 11 years old, grabbing them, pulling them out of their living room, going through their very small backyard and into a shelter, followed seconds later by a terrorist who throws a grenade into that small shelter. And then as the father comes staggering out, shoots him down. And then the boys come out, and they run into, into their house. And the camera in the house is filming everything. And they're crying. Where's daddy? One says. The other says, they killed daddy. Where's my mommy? 
and then the terrorist comes in and casually opens the refrigerator and starts to eat from it. That's what we're dealing with. So here's the way I read that from Anthony Blinken. He is basically saying what Hillary Clinton said the other day. People who are calling for a ceasefire don't understand who Hamas is. So he's laying out for those. Or thir- they don't care. Those 13 Democratic senators or whoever else maybe like started to forget what exactly is going on here. Once again, here's who we're dealing with. All right. This, this is this is the crowd we're dealing with. Remember that. So and this is the context in which you're asking Israel to, hey, calm down now. Calm right. down. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting to me about this whole uh, situation. Well, there are a number of aspects that are interesting, obviously, and horrible. Uh, But you're talking about the support wobbling and that sort of thing. And it is in places. Absolutely. But the other part of that question is this is like the first that I recall thoroughly postmodern war. In that everybody's openly stating you've got to win the uh, war on the ground, then you've got to win the information war and the opinion war, and it's like it's out in the open. And so the idea of a a pause, a humanitarian pause, get some humanitarian stuff in, get uh, citizens of other countries out, uh, that sort of deal, that's mostly, I mean, there's a humanitarian urge absolutely there, but that's mostly a, look, we have been reasonable, okay? We had that humanitarian pause. It's it's a front in the information war. Yeah, and uh, they were, the administration was helping put out the NBC story that Hamas is sitting on 200,000 gallons of fuel so they can fire their rockets and, and they're not using them for the hospitals because they're, in part of the information battle too, it yeah, you're, it is a it is the first major postmodern war, and all of this is playing out before our eyes in real time. Stuff that in most wars throughout history were not discussed or known for months, years, or decades, mm-hmm. we're discussing as it happens. Right, right, which is odd. Yeah, I uh, got this note um, from Muhammad. Uh, long-time listener. Uh, he said, well, he says, as a long-time listener and proud U.S. Army reservist, I need to inform you that you must not brush off the carpet bombing of Gaza as defense. We can all agree Hamas has to be eliminated. 70,000 homes have been bombed, almost 10,000 killed, but only about 100 Hamas, el- uh, Hamas eliminated. Can you show us the Hamas militants that were hiding under these homes? The numbers show there were no Hamas using these homes as shields and no Hamas tunnel underneath. Ask them for evidence next time rather than just parroting. There's uh, there's a lot more. On, I'll pick a little of it. Uh, Israel has the right to defend itself, make sure it is never again attacked. But what they are doing in general is not defense nor defensible and is beyond pure vengeance. He mentions carpet bombing again, the terrible, uh, you know, deaths and injuries to children and families. Um, what is don't his snicker and turn away? Oh, they should have left. Let's see you walk on the street with indiscriminate bombs falling all around. Indiscriminate uh, you, bombs. Yeah, he's he's used that term or something like it many times. I'm not sure I agree with that. Uh, well, yeah, what's your source for that? Who's saying that other than Hamas? Who's saying it's indiscriminate bombing other than Hamas and college kids? Yeah, well, and uh, you know, I I tend to be sympathetic to his point of view to a to one ex- to some extent, in that even the most justifiable 
undeniable acts of war are horrifying on a human level. And you can make a moral argument against them. You know, maybe it's kind of a weakish moral argument. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Maybe it's an incredibly powerful moral argument. But no matter what you're talking about in terms of war, once you get past, like, the most gung-ho soldiers making war, sure, you can make an arg- a moral argument that it's horrible. Uh, toward the end of the Nazi regime, for instance, uh, which we uh, only moments ago said is over-referenced, but it's the obvious one people can relate to. The, the Third Reich was throwing children and senior citizens at the front lines. And the handicapped and the previously wounded could barely function. And you know what the Allies did? They shot them dead. Can you make a moral argument that that's a horrible thing? And maybe conceivable? Or like the the bombing of Dresden. Trying to wipe out their industrial capacity. And the only way to do it was like completely light the town on fire. Killed tens of thousands. It's a morally questionable act by the Allies in World War II. Can you make a moral argument against that? Of course you can. On the other hand, if you put a country in the position that it is facing an existential threat, it will make total war to achieve total victory. And it's horrifying. It's horrifying to watch. We've never had to watch it before in human history. We've never had the opportunity to watch it. Right. That's what makes this so damned interesting. It might be a preview of what's to come if there ever is a, well, there will be a world war someday um, when it will all be you know, a, a world war. But it's all played out in front of us on our phones, every bit of it. Like you said, the killing, the response, the information part of it, the political part of it, the, the, the suffering of the innocents, of course, the suffering of the innocents, the suffering of the people who had it coming. All of it will be right there on our phone, just like this is. It's well. It's an it's an interesting thing that humanity is going to deal with. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we appreciate the note. Certainly do. Um, and it's uh, respectful and reasonable. So that's appreciated. Um, I don't. I never snicker and turn away. But you were a little fired up when you wrote it, so all is forgiven. So I am concerned about what the most extreme of Israeli settlers are doing in the West Bank. We can get to that later because that ain't helping nothing. Uh no. Uh no. Absolutely not. That's only going to make things more complicated. But we can get to that later. Tribalism, folks, isn't it grand? A lot of these people look exactly the same. Their families have been from the same part of the world. In some cases, the Jewish thing's a little more complicated than that because they were driven out of a lot of places. But, yeah, they're in different tribes, you see, different religions, so they hate each other. Anyway, and more to come, uh, certainly a lighter affair. What, lighter than that story from Secretary Blinken? Good Lord. Here you go. Here's a little transitional uh, fare for you. Uh, Chris wrote us an email about China's birth rate. We were talking about that yesterday. It's fallen to astonishingly low levels. Hong Kong, too. And they're trying to think of anything they can. Hong Kong's going to pay couples to have a baby. About the cost of a decent used motorcycle. Was it 2500 bucks or something? If or 5500 It almost doesn't matter. If, no, it doesn't. If you're yeah. a, 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 a caring, responsible person at all... Do not have a kid for twenty five hundred bucks and make that exchange. Hell, don't have one for fifty k. No, no. 
what an idiotic notion. And then in China, Chairman Xi comes out to the, the annual commie women's forum, and uh, and it's all dudes up front on the uh, dais there, giving them the commands, and says, yeah, yeah, for the good of the, uh, the, the commie people, the people's revolution, you know, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, back in the kitchen, would you? And, and by the way, drop your drawers and uh, start having some kids, okay? Communist Party demands you, you, you have some kids. So we get this note from Chris. He writes, guys, remember about four or five years ago at those with Trump derangement syndrome lamenting, oh, my God, we're like literally living the handmaid's tale. Well, the handmaid's tale dystopian movie about the remaining fertile women being forcibly impregnated so the patriarchy could have kids. So Trump, patriarchy, handmaid's tale. Well, you heard it on A&G first. If the birth rate keeps trending down, the CCP's power endures. China, the country Trump opposed so strenuously, will, like, literally, like, become living in the handmaid's tale. Yeah, it's funny. It's a leftist Marxist regime that's uh, enacting that stuff. That's that's crazy. Who saw that coming? Oh, anybody with the least grasp of history. Thank you for the note, Chris. Um, so if we just wait, if we can wait without ending up in a war with China, they'll, 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 they'll their power will be cut like in half within a few decades. It'll just the population will drop off. Oh yeah, it'll be the eleventh largest economy on Earth. Yeah, pretty quickly, just because of the numbers. Yep, and they are incredibly racist. China is one of the most racist nations on Earth. If you're not Han Chinese, you are nothing. You're second class. You didn't know that, did you? They didn't teach you that in school, did you? Did they? When when they were talking about how Ron DeSantis is so evil and wouldn't talk about slavery. Anyway, uh, so they're not going to have some sort of mass immigration like the West is doing to try to keep our numbers up. I thought uh, wisely or unwisely. I thought the United States invented racism like the light bulb and rock and roll. That's right. The only racism is uh, whites against blacks in the United States. That's right. How big a jackass would you have to be to believe that? Quite quite a big jackass. <laughs> a very large jackass. <laughs> let's, let's talk about some things that aren't the most horrible things in the world. Uh, when we come back, and there's plenty of stuff out there, some economic numbers. I got a little more on <laughs> the way they're renaming birds. The <laughs> How wokeness has reached the naming of birds. That story just amuses me so much. <laughs> anyway, stay with us. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The whole trip, she put in my seat. That's a fight on a plane. I'm allowed to put my seat back. That has exploded into a million memes and conversations. We will get to that later in the show. It is the controversy gripping the nation. <laughs> Plus, I came across this great uh, article, but that's this astrophysicist who figured out the actual fastest way to board a plane. He's an astrophysicist. He is. Am I so one of those? Very no, smart. I'm not one of those. No, I briefly considered becoming an astrophysicist and realized, well, I'm not very bright. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I won't. Yeah, seemed like a poor choice of careers for the non-bright. Maybe I'll be a disc jockey instead. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh wow. Wait a minute now. Don't use that term around me, son. <laughs> Got so much to get to uh, in the next uh, few hours, including the worship of Sam Bankman-Fried prior to his fall and how puke-worthy it was and how hilarious it is now with a bit of perspective as he is heading off to the uh, Gray Bar Hotel. <laughs> Among other fair, hope you can stay tuned for that. But let's uh, get the lead story now. Who's reporting what with Katie Green? Katie? Thank you, guys. From the New York Times, as Gaza war enters new phase, Israel faces pressure over civilian deaths. Yeah, well, that was inevitable, has been from the beginning. and is uh, But that that's why I think it's interesting that Blinken went to Israel and told another one of those horrifying stories and then said, and that's what we're dealing with. He's trying to push back on that narrative, I feel like. And I realize this is a bit of a trivial, uh, you know, aspect of this, but I actually did some digging. It would appear that the Gaza Strip is the 62nd most densely populated place on Earth. Right. right. So it's fairly densely populated, but... It's uh, a bit of an urban legend, that whole thing. Yeah. From the Washington Times, House advances Israel aid package, tees up fight with Senate and White House. Yeah, that's interesting to follow. Certainly on the Republican side, there is real discord about uh, Ukraine in particular and the concept of (gasps) paying for additional spending as you go. From the New York Post, Jordanian national arrested in Houston allegedly planned attack on Jews. Did some digging. This guy is a non he's here on a non-immigrant visa, which expired in 2019. He's applied for asylum and apparently has a work authorization to be here until 2025. Well, what I'm concerned concerned about is Islamophobia. Anti-Muslim backlash. Yeah, he's one of the many, many thousands of folks from that part of the world who've poured across the border in recent days. Now, granted, he filled out his paperwork, but then overstayed his visa. But uh, what's been done about it? Nada, of course. From Politico. Education Secretary Cardona appalled and horrified at anti-Semitic incidents on campuses throughout country. Glad to hear that. It's appalling and horrifying. Why is there a Secretary of Education on the federal level? Don't need it. From the Wall Street Journal, U.S. hiring slows 
A sign, economy is cooling after hot summer. Ah, whatever. I'm so tired of these numbers. <laughs> it met expectations. It was below. It was above. It means that whatever. Remember all those articles and memes about hot economy summer? <laughs> but this does mean old Jerry Powell and his gang may uh, go easy on the raising the interest rates. That would be lovely. From the Drudge Report, crypto creep found guilty faces 110 years. Crypto creep. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. And finally, the Babylon Bee. Woman gently asks her husband if he's planning on taking off his Roman soldier Halloween costume anytime soon. (laughs) How often do you think about the Roman Empire? In that fellow's case, too much. Way too much. So they're renaming the birds. Did you hear this story? We told you yesterday. Beautiful. Because there are too many birds that were named by people that have sketchy backgrounds by today's standards. Or the names like of the racially birds. speaking? Or? Yeah, exactly. Like the Audubon guy who named some birds. He had a slave or once lived in a country that had a colony. or I don't even remember what the story was. But Yeah, and it doesn't matter. And he existed matter. lawfully by the standards and laws of his time. Yeah, dozens of bird species in the United States and Canada will get imaginative new names that reflect their traits and habits rather than the names of people that may have politically incorrect backgrounds. According Tell you to what, it's a kick in the grackles, if you ask me. <laughs> racist histories and what. Unless the bird is named, the name of the bird is the white-feathered, I think slavery was good, or the... Blue-billed women shouldn't be allowed to vote. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't see the problem. It's it, it, it. I used to call it virtue signaling, uh, which it absolutely is. It's it's a masturbatory show of how enlightened you are. Um, but it's also it has to do with critical theory. You tear everything yeah. down. You find fault with everything, no matter how it's intended, how it got started, what you know, what people actually think about it. And, and you get people so on their heels, they realize, oh, my God, I can't win in this argument. I literally can't win. I, I just guess I'll shut up and tell me and have them tell me what I have to do so they don't hurt me anymore. That's the point of critical theory. You tear stuff apart, even if it's nonsensical, to the point that people are so cowed, they put you in charge. As James Lindsay put it, you call what you want to control racist until they let you control it. Renaming birds. That's where we are. Was that a bird sound effect? Okay. Fantastic. Nice tit mouse. What? I've got several other distasteful comments, but we're out of time. If you miss a segment, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. 
I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.